If you have brought your Bibles and you want to read along with us, if you don't, there's some in the pews. Uh, but if you want to read along with us this morning, you can go to the book of Isaiah chapter 24 and you can mark that spot for just a moment. Again, you can go to the book of Isaiah chapter 24 and you can mark that spot. And after you've bookmarked the book of Isaiah, I want you to turn over to the book of Micah chapter 4. So again, that's the book of Isaiah chapter 24 in the book of Micah chapter 4. Those are the two places uh, we want to begin our reading here this morning. Again, the book of Isaiah chapter 24, if you've turned there, kind of mark that place and then also over to the book of Micah chapter 4. You can turn to those two places and uh, Lord willing, we'll read in a few other places in just a moment. As you're turning to those two places, uh, I want to ask you some questions uh, to get you to thinking about a few things. There's just something about things that are pure, and how much do we strive for things that are pure or undefiled? And what I mean by that is, farmers love a, a land that's never been farmed before. We love waters that's never been contaminated. We love to go to, to natural places and have air that's not polluted. We, we love things, or we could even say that we feel good about things that are natural and pure. But here's one thing I've learned about corruption. One thing I've learned about defilement. Corruption, dirt does not make dirt dirtier. It makes something clean dirty. Now, I say that because this morning, if we have pureness in our life, get ready because there's evil and dirtiness and defilement that's going to come after you. Could you imagine just a minute an a absolute corrupt society in a world that looks at, an, at a place and says, hey, there's something pure. Let's go and mess them up. I can assure you that every time that you awake from your sleep and you're saved by the grace of God, that there's evil that's going to chase you and find out your pureness and try to, to corrupt you with all the unholiness of the world. To the church, I want to tell you something. There's a world out there today that if we're not aware of that, they're going to do everything they can to corrupt us. They're going to tell you what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And I'll tell you what I do believe. And I believe you will all just completely have a complete agreement is that we're not governed by organizations of the world. Our government comes from the Holy Spirit of God. Now, I do believe a church is law-abiding citizens. I don't want to get into the, to that differentiation this morning. But even though we are law-abiding citizens, we have to remember that our rule is... God's word in our life. I want to see this morning, we're going to see about an earth that's defiled. That's what I want you to think about this morning. An earth that is defiled. For you see, there was a group. Let's read the book of Micah chapter 4, verse 11. I want you to listen to this. Now also many nations are gathered against thee that say, here's what all... This majority, let's, let's think about a majority here. Now also many nations, that's a majority. Many nations gathered against thee. Do you ever feel like, am I the only person here this morning that I look at people sometimes and think, I'm absolutely in the minority in my convictions in this world. I look around at so many things that our society says, this is our stamp of approval, it's okay. Matter of fact, we'll even sometimes say, well, that's just the times we're living in. I struggle with that because 
the thing is, if God's Word gives us the guidance that we need in our life, are we to give in to what society says is a thumbs up, that's good, versus what God's Word says, that's not good, that is defilement. For it says, all these nations gathered together, and they picked out one that was pure and undefiled. Instead of saying, you know what, let's respect them. We've got our life, let's do our thing. Do you know what they said? I'm going to read you what the Scripture said. That say, well, let her be defiled. You mean if there's one that's pure and we're all unpure, if there's holiness in the midst of all unholiness, then let's see if we can contaminate her. I find that interesting that the church is the bride of Christ, but we'll talk about that maybe later on. And it says, And let our eye look upon Zion. Let her be defiled. I got curious the other day, what does it mean to be defiled. When I talk about an earth that is defiled, when we talk about people that are corrupt, that they look at you as an individual, they look at us as an individual church, and they look at us as Christians and they say, if we're going to live unholy, let's see if we can make them live an unholy life too. Folks, holiness has the attention of unholy. Those that are undefiled have the attention of those that are defiled. It's not that we are sinless people. It's just, it's just like what we read here. It says that say, let her be defiled. So when I looked up the word defiled, what does it mean? It means to be polluted. Man, we're talking about the things that we love that's pure, things that's, that's, that, that's, that's holy, how that these things are good. It says we're talking about those that are not polluted, corrupt, or even godless. It even says that those that are defiled means to be profaned. What does the word profaned mean? It means that these are people that believe that which is biblical. You know what, this morning I have no problem with a single one of you leaving here today saying, that preacher believes in the Bible. Sometimes people will come along and they'll put a label on us. I say us, I'll even say me. Well, he's just old school or he's just old fashioned. And you know what? Sometimes that bothers me because it's not about how that I'm living in the past. Old fashioned is you're living in the past. I, re I prefer to say we are living in holiness and in a biblical time that always has been. And our guidance is the word of God, not our forefathers. If we were old school or old, old fashioned, that means we're doing just what our, maybe our parents or our grandparents said, folks. We're talking about things that are governed by the Word of God. That is different than what the world may say or even our, our, our forefathers may say. And notice what he said. If there's defilement, he said, in all these many nations that gathered against thee that say, let her be defiled. But if a person is profaned, that also means that this is a person that is not respecting of religious acts. That one absolutely struck me deep. Because now, no longer, and I'll say no longer as if it has changed, but throughout the history of time, we will see that there have always been a group of people that have not respected God's Word and even those that live in a godly life. The part that scares me is how much is that number growing? 
So here what today? So I want to ask you this. Here we are. We're marching along through life. We're trying to live a life of purity. We're trying to live a life that's doing what's right. The world's saying, come join us. Come join us. Come join us. And you know what they do? They kind of taint our ideas and our thoughts about what the church is and righteous living is. So what they're doing is, is that they're doing exactly what we read here in Micah. That the nations are forming up against thee, meaning us, or you, I'll even say even me, that say, let her be defiled. Folks, the world is doing everything they can to take his word and toss it out saying, you know what, you need to get with the times. And I want to answer that by saying, folks, we need to get with God's word for that is the rule in our life. For notice what we see here, we're talking about an earth that is defiled. For let's go back if you mark there in the book of Isaiah for just a minute. Isaiah chapter 24. Notice what happens. I'm just going to read the first couple of verses. I'm going to skip down a minute. Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty and maketh it waste. We're talking about what the world says. We're worried about the opinion or the idea or the theologies of a world. He said, the world is, is waste. It turneth it upside down and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. And it shall be as with people, so with priests. As with servants, so with his master, as with his mind, so with his mistress, and with the buyer, so with the seller, and the lender, so with the borrower, as with the, uh, the taker of ursary, so with the giver of ursary to him. Let's skip on down to about the fifth verse. Well, when I talk about the earth that is defiled, listen to the end. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof. People are Highly concerned about our environment. And you know what? I have enough science in me to understand there probably is concern about the condition of our environment. We might talk about the EPA or something in a minute, but you know, we have all these agencies and all these organizations that talk about the legality of keeping our earth clean or cleaner as it can be. There's a scale that goes out. I think it's like every day it goes out and it tells you what the condition's like or where, mainly in these cities, what it's like. What's the air like? What is, what is it you're breathing? And is it safe? Is it not safe? I want to tell you something from a spiritual standpoint. Isaiah is not worried about the earth as far as where your crops are coming out of the soil and the air you're breathing or the water you're drinking. He's talking about the corruptness of the sinfulness that's going on in the world. And I'm going to tell you this. It is not safe to be consuming the things of the world. And I believe that. Why? Because these things are defiling to us. They are damaging. They are unholy in the sight of God. Notice what Isaiah said. The earth is also defiled under the inhabitants thereof. I know this was written a long time ago, but I believe this could be said right now at the, now what we would call closer to the end of 2021. Folks, I believe it can still be said today that things are corrupt. There's a defilement that's going on. It says, because they have transgressed the laws. Well, this is fixing it at home with you, and it ain't home with me. Why, what is it that causes all the pollution, the corruptness we have? It's not car emissions, and it's not what you're burning in the earth's atmosphere. Those things are, have everything to do with our air by which we breathe. But I'll tell you what he's talking about is, people that neglect the laws of God are polluting our world. And you know what? I still believe in that today, folks. If you choose to live against God's Word, your life is going to be filled with corruption. 
Now you know what? We all stand up this morning and say, Preacher, I'm guilty of that. But why are we at church this morning? Why are people reading the Word when they can't come to church? Why are people praying when they can't come to church? Because they do not want to be defiled by the world. And you know what today, I don't know about you, but when I walk out in the world, it seems like the air is a lot fresher in the church house than it is out in the world. You know what I mean by that is? Spiritually speaking, I feel much freer here than I do when I walk out there. Why? Because when I walk out there, I feel like all nations are looking at me saying, well, there goes that religious person that wants to pray over his meal or wants to try to live what's right. You know what today, folks? We are governed by the Word of God. And these people, the problem was... They had transgressed the laws of God. Well, we're going to talk about this uh, for just a minute. But these people had defiled. What does it mean to defile something? We've already said that it means to, uh, to make about the, the, the corruptness. You know, the EPA goes out and they're, they're, they're controlling with all the power that they can to make sure the air by which we breathe is clean. And let me tell you something. I'm, I'm thankful for people that are trying to make people live a little cleaner and healthier lives. And I'm okay with that. But you know what, today I want to ask, what are people doing to make sure our spiritual lives are clean? What are people making sure that, that the word that comes out of a pulpit is, is, is food that can be consumed? You and I both know there's some foods that we can eat and they're good for us and there's some foods we can eat that's not good for us. But do we try to go to great extremes like organizations do to make sure that our water is clean and our air is clean? But do we go through those extremes to make sure our society is clean? But you know what? Sometimes we forget that I, we want to say, well, you just go in your little corner and you do your own thing. You know what I've learned about an environment is? Those people in that corner can do that thing. It's still going to contaminate. You see what today, folks, if we're not careful and we get too close to the sinful things of the world, we start consuming those things. That's what I love about church. That's what I love about a time that we can read God's Word because it becomes something that's pure for us. For notice what it said, that these things are which defile. And then when I started looking at how many different places the word defile comes up, it was very interesting. For in the book of Numbers, chapter 35, I'm going to turn back and read you if I can for just a minute there. Numbers chapter 35. And let me read to you if I can the 35th chapter and the 33rd verse talking about polluting or defiling, so that ye shall not pollute the where land wherein ye are. What pollutes the land? Listen to what he said. For blood, it defileth the land. And the land cannot be cleansed of the blood that is shed therein, but by the blood of him that shed it. You know, we live in a time where people do not give much thought for life. They want to give all these scientific explanations. When does life start? I'll tell you this. I, and, and again, I'm not trying to get political. I'm telling you the Bible says, John the Baptist felt the moving of the Holy Spirit in the womb of his mother. Folks, I do believe, and I, I believe it's a biblical principle, not a political principle, but a biblical principle says this, is that, that if a life exists in the eyes of God, that we should be respecters of life. That's just what I do believe in, and I believe the Scripture says that. But notice what he says, that when you get to that point where you're, 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 you become defiled when these things are being shed and these things are happening. 
And I believe today that there is a lot of, uh, of defilement that's going on. Jeremiah talks about it in the third chapter, I believe it is, in the first verse. He talks about a union and a marriage and the defilement of that. And what he's talking about is people say they're committed to something and then they get defiled by getting pulled away. Let me ask you this. Do you believe or do you think it's possible to get out of fellowship with God? I believe in that 100%. We think that it's just going to happen that, well, maybe if I go to church every now and then or I read my Bible or I clasp my hands together that maybe I can stay in fellowship. Folks, staying in fellowship with God is not something we can do just a little bit. It's a continual, constant effort we have to give. And you know what? These things happen and we see here that, uh, that, that, that all these organizations, all these groups that we see about here, going back to Isaiah chapter uh, 24 for a minute, but it says the earth is also defiled. All these organizations are talking about all the things that are defiled. I wish people were as concerned about moral pollution as they are the physical pollution of things. I look at things and I see how people have come up with all these ideas. And I, don't get me wrong, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer and a supporter of recycles. And I'm a supporter of all these things. But you notice how, how to the far extremes that people will go to to protect our environment. You know what I've also learned this? If you don't believe me, try it out. Go to the stores sometimes. Sometimes things that are more environmental friendly are going to cost you a little bit more than things that are not environmental friendly. You know what? Sometimes in our spiritual lives, we want to go the cheapest route. Lord, just let me go with whatever is easy. It doesn't matter if it's good for me or not. Just let it be something in my life. Are you settling for that or are you settling for that or striving for that? I should say the settling for the unhealthy things or striving for the healthier things that God, this is what I need in my life. This is the environment that I need. And that's why he said uh, in that uh, Isaiah 24 and verse 5, the earth also is defiled. But here's what I wanted to get to for just a minute. What caused the defilement? People a lot of times want to say, well, well why is the drinking water bad? Why is the air quality? Why is it bad? What causes these things? So I ask you this morning, what has caused our society to become polluted and defiled? The answer is because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. God's word is what tells us how to live our lives. Notice what he said. Because they have transgressed the law, broken the everlasting covenant. Folks, let's just be honest. Our lives become polluted when we intentionally reject God's given instructions. There's a world out there today that do not want to hear God's word. Matter of fact, well documented. Let's take the Canadian commandments of God and let's take them down because they are offensive. The truth is today, they do offend me. Not because I can't keep them, but it reminds me of my sinful state. But in today's society, we say, you know what? We, we need to help people's feelings out and let, let's don't demoralize them any. So listen still, let's remove the things that show them their sinfulness. Let's take it out of their life and let them feel more comfortable. Folks, today the gospel of Jesus Christ is meant to show us our sinfulness. 
And the answer to our world today is not to remove that which offends us, but to change our lifestyles so that we can be fitting in the eyes of God. Folks, that's why we need God's grace in our life. There's a world today that just says, you know what, these things are not what we need, so let's remove the Bible. Let's don't have these things. Notice what he said right there. He says, because they transgressed the laws, they've broken the everlasting covenant. Folks, if you want pureness in your life, I don't mind who you tell that that preacher said, you need to abide by God's Word in your life. If you want pureness in your life, you need to abide by God's Word every day of our life. And the world's going to come along and it'll say, there's something pure. There's something undefiled. So instead of us them saying, let them be, they're going to say, what did we read to you there in the very beginning? So instead of them saying, let them be, notice what it said. Many nations are gathered against thee that say, let her be defiled. And they said, their eyes were set on Zion. Church, let me tell you something I believe you already know. The world's doing everything they can to contaminate us. Everything they can to say, well, what? Uh, you need to get with the times. It's 2021, about to be 2022. You guys need to get with the times. You're behind. You know what? I, I don't believe God's Word's changed any for me. I believe God's Word is still something we need. And that's why He talks about an, an earth that is defiled. And notice what they're doing. It says, they have transgressed the laws, broken the everlasting covenant. But notice what they also did. It says, and they changed the ordinance. They're getting clever. Well, if we can't live by these laws, let's just change them to fit our lifestyle. Folks, it's very damaging in your life, my life, and any other human being's life. When we say, let's take God's Word, let's alter it just a little bit so it fits our lifestyle. I don't know about you, but I hope that you all would resoundingly agree with me. But we should never change God's Word to fit us. We should change us to fit God's Word. But it's so easy for us to say, Preacher, I can't achieve these goals. And you know what? We will never achieve perfection until we get to heaven. But you know what? One of these days I'm going to achieve that perfection. Not because of what I've done, but a work that the Holy Spirit did in me when I knelt at an altar and I repented of the sin I was in and God reached down and He gave my soul uh, my, my soul that peace. And you know what? Our world has come along today and they're saying, you know what? Uh, let's just legalize all these things or let's just make all these things okay. Let me tell you something. Just because uh, uh, the, the world says these things are okay never means that God says they're okay. I hear very, very frequently people saying, that we just got to get what the times... You guys are in the Stone Age. You're living in times that, uh, that they have to realize that things have changed and they're no longer what they used to be. And we need to realize that, uh, that there's, there's things in our life that need to be altered. You know what today, folks? We need to realize is that our lives need to be governed by the things of God. For I want to turn back to the book of Daniel. And I, I didn't tell you to mark this place. I want to close with the book of Daniel in a little bit. Chapter 1 for just a minute. Daniel, the society wanted to corrupt him. Remember when I said the nations looked at him and said, oh, they were undefiled. They were sinful. They were, they were corrupt. So they said, our eyes were set on Zion. Let's see what we can do to her. There was a time when people had their eyes set upon Daniel. But notice what he says in Daniel chapter 1 and verse 8. Folks, if you can hear one thing I've told you today. You can take it home to somebody else and use modern technology. You can text them. I don't care how you get it out there. But tell them this. You need to purpose in your heart not to be defiled. 
Daniel 1 and 8 says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. I want to tell you something, that wasn't easy to do. You know what today, folks, you want to talk about a feast. We talk about feast or a famine. You know, sometimes we feast the famine part. Sometimes we say that's just what we have to have out of necessities or things that we not really crave or desire. We're talking about meat from a king's table. We're talking about the cream of the crop, the best you can have. That which you could just smell and it would make you hungry. That, in other words, there's a desire. You can look upon a feast of a king and it's not that we're sitting there dividing up something there's barely enough. He said, we're talking about a table that was fit for a king and Daniel had to say, no thank you. Let me tell you something today. There's a world out there that is corrupt and you know what they're doing? They're setting a king's buffet in front of us and they're saying to Zion, why don't you come and partake? Why don't you that are saved people, why don't you come and partake of what we have? And Daniel had to say, no. He said, I had to purpose in my heart, he said, that he would not defile himself. He said, I don't want to eat the king's meat. And notice what he also said. Nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. But it says, Daniel purposed in his heart. Folks, get your minds out of the gutter. But get your hearts right out of it too. Because we're not governed by our minds. Well, that just don't make sense. That doesn't seem fair. And, and all these things. And, and we hear these, these cliched phrases and statements all the time. But my answer is, is that folks today, don't go with what your head. Don't go with the things that seem logical. Stick with your heart. And Daniel had to notice what he said. He purposed in his heart. He could have very easily partook of that king's table. He very easily could have went and partook of that wine. But he says there that Daniel purposed in his heart. Daniel made a decision early in his life that affected him the rest of his life. God used Daniel in a mighty way. Do you believe that people are making decisions today that will affect them all their life? Absolutely. We'll take a child sometimes as they're young and we say, well, uh, they're still trying to develop and learn and, and I'm going to agree to that. In one essence, I will agree to that. But I'll also say this, is that sometimes if, if we're not careful, we have to remember that when they're making decisions, that these are things that can last them a lifetime. And Daniel had to say, you know what? No, I don't want. It bothers me. And I'll say bothers me. There's one thing that takes a dagger inside of me is when a child feels isolated. Or a child feels like they're alone or they're not a part of this and a part of that. And children, you know as adults, I can tell you all as adults, get ready when you're going out there, the world's going to look at you like a lion will look at its prey and say, let's devour that. But it bothers me when a world looks at innocent children and they say, let's defile them. But you know what I found out is, is that no matter how old or how young they are, evil is around every single one of us. There's so much out there. I wish I could throw my arms around them and protect them. But here's the good part, folks. I cannot protect these children, but God can. And they have to learn from a little child. And sometimes we, we, we underestimate the power of Bible stories at home and nighttime stories with our children and Sunday school and preaching and all these things because children need to know that they will need God to protect them. Daniel, early in his life, needed God and he had to say no to a king's table. He had to say no uh, to the, the wine. It says, and Daniel purposed in his heart. When Daniel turned his heart away from the sinfulness of the world, 
he became a tool that can be used by God. What about you this morning? Do you want to be used by God? Folks, that's my desire this morning. For there is an earth that is defiled out there. And yet we want to take people and say, now go on out there and enjoy it. Church, ah, it's not that important. But you can go out in the world. You can enjoy all you want. Don't get me wrong. You can enjoy the worldly things. But may we remind them, you need to be in church. Come to church. This is a place you'll find your strength. This is a place where people are not going to look at you and say, let's defile them. For we all bind together. And we all can say that the world is looking at us. And how many of us can relate to what we read in Micah 4 and 11? Now also many nations are gathered against thee. They're all around us. You know what I wish wickedness was? I wish there was just one and then there was a thousand other not wicked. I would just avoid that one. But you know what it seems like? You turn here, there's wickedness. You turn here, there's wickedness. I'm not going to lie to you, I don't watch near as much live television much anymore because I get tired of turning things on and everywhere you turn, it's wickedness, 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 and evil, and evil, and wrong, and wrong, and wrong. And you know what? I believe there's a lot of good going on in the church. Why? Because the church is still alive and well. But you know what? Of all the wickedness that's going on, we run to it. We run to it. We run to it. And there it is. But you know what I've learned about God? He's here. He's north, he's south, he's east, and he's west. Everywhere you turn, folks, God is there. May we as as adults, may, may you that are children, may you learn that no matter where you run, that you need to run to him because there's a world out there that's looking around. They're saying, where's that which is undefiled? And they look at us and they'll say, there it is. Let her be defiled. And let our eye look upon Zion. This morning, there is definitely an earth that's defiled out there. We're going to have to close in just a minute. We're going to turn off these lights and we're going to walk out those doors. And there's a lot of evil that's going on out there. But I want to tell you something, folks. God will go right there with you when you go. We want pureness. We need to take pureness with us. That's God and God's Word with us. Don't be as we read to you there in Isaiah how uh, where they, they, they neglected the word, the laws of God. They, they tried to change the laws of God to where it fit them. He said, don't do those things. You take the laws of God, the commands of God, and you go out in the world. And he said, you live your life and you will have pureness inside of it. Do you long for that this morning? I want us to get a song this morning if we could. I'm glad and I'm thankful that I can look to anybody, no matter how young or old, And I can say, come to the church. Come to church. You'll find a place that's pure. And I'm not saying we're perfect people. But we're people that want to abide by the word of God. And you know what? There's people that's going to try to come to the church. And they're going to say, you guys need to change this or change that, folks. May we always depend upon the word of God. May people find comfort in the church house and in a church worship. But may they also realize the God that we worship is the God that we take with us.